Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ride the Pine, episode 10. That's right, big 1-0. My name is Ron, and I am here with your headlines for this week. Now, this week, we're starting out with a big story, specifically Vontae Davis retiring mid-game for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, The Buffalo Bills are a bad team. I would know this being the resident Bills fan on two different podcasts. Still, it was a surprise when, as the Bills were trailing by a large margin at halftime on Sunday, Vontae Davis decided that his football career was over. Usually, the only retirement ceremonies at halftime are for the numbers worn by players who have established themselves as legends to the team. Marshall Falk, John Elway, and Brett Favre come to mind. But this week we saw an unprecedented display by Davis when he walked out on his former team. Now the pundits and the fans were quick to react, saying that the Bills were so bad that a player retired at halftime, while others, like Martin Rogers at USA Today, stated that Davis showed courage in his act. Quote, This wasn't someone checking out of their part-time job as a gas station attendant and not being able to show their face to buy a six-pack there ever again, Rogers said. Davis knew there was a firestorm coming, and he did it anyway. He went on to ponder how a team, even one as awful as the Bills, could possibly benefit by using someone on the field who has no wish to play even one more down. Personally, I was annoyed when I heard about this. As a Bills fan, you get acclimated to watching bad teams and having players give weird excuses for why they don't want to play on your team anymore. Richie Incognito and Anquan Bolden come to mind. But thinking on it, if Davis's head really isn't in the game anymore, then it really doesn't benefit anybody to have him play. So while I'd like to come on here and give some fiery input about how he's abandoning his team and that it's a disgrace, ultimately, I come down on the side of, it's his life, dude. Let him do what he wants. Davis is already losing a lucrative contract, but given that he was a professional athlete for over a decade, I have my doubts that he's really hurting enough financially for him to even take that into consideration. If, like Ryan O'Reilly, his passion for the game is just truly gone, then I'm fine with him never playing another snap in a Bills uniform ever again. Best of luck to you, Vontae Davis. Next up, in a bit of late-breaking news, Josh Gordon, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, was traded to the New England Patriots in a package deal which included Cleveland's 7th round pick in the 2019 draft in exchange for New England's 5th round pick in the same draft. Gordon is still slated to miss about 10 more games this season, but the change of scenery could do him some good. In my opinion, it was obvious that he lacked direction in Cleveland. He had all the talent in the world and even holds the NFL record for the most receiving yards in a four-game span with 774. I'm not sure if it was the culture in Cleveland, his own personal demons, or if he was just tired of playing for a losing franchise, but once he returns from his hamstring injury, which I assume will heal up real quick with the Patriots medical staff, I imagine that this may be the shot in the arm that he needed to finally reignite his dwindling career. Being teamed with Tom Brady should be enough for anyone to straighten up and fly right. Although, let's be honest, suspending players for using marijuana is kind of messed up. Here's hoping that Gordon will come back stronger than ever, but that the Patriots continue their losing streak because I hate them. Also of note, the Patriots cut Bills alumni Corey Coleman to make room for the move, which makes me feel just awful for him.
In our next story, the drama in Pittsburgh continues to mount. After Pittsburgh's 42-37 loss to Kansas City, a former member of the Steelers' public relations staff made a critical tweet of Antonio Brown's performance, saying, quote, A.B. needs to thank his lucky stars, because he was drafted by a team that had Ben, and Ben got A.B. paid. You know darn well he wouldn't put up those numbers for other teams. Brown was quick to fire back, stating simply, quote, Trade me, let's find out. This comes on the heels of Le'Veon Bell's holdout and general infighting with the team. If Brown's play suddenly dips in the coming weeks, the Steelers' dreams for the season may be dashed before they even had a glimmer of hope. So hopefully, the Steelers will right this ship soon, otherwise they may finish below Cleveland this year. Those were your headlines, and now, onto the show. Welcome, everybody, to our milestone 10th episode of Ride the Pine. Um, this is a podcast where three friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and lots of doubt. As always, I'm your host, Dan, joined always by my co-hosts, Ron and Kyle. Guys, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Bills still suck, but I'm doing good. How about you, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, better than the Bills. I'm doing well. Yeah, I mean, of the three of us right now, the one who's not depressed is Kyle, and that's that's a shocker for the week. Oh yeah, I'm the one. <laughs> I'm the one with the W this week. The only team yeah. that we follow who had got a W this week was the 49ers. As in to say, just to be clear, we're not talking about our picks. We're clearly talking about actual teams. <laughs> yeah, we, ha- we well, we- obviously a bunch of scrubs. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I mean, overall, I'd say we had a pretty rough week last week with our picks. Um, Kyle, you had gone, uh, two, five, and one. I also went two, five, and one and Ron went three, four, and one. So we all had losing records last week. So we all didn't do too great. What's the standings through two weeks? Uh, through two weeks, our standings, uh, let me pull them up here. Uh, we have in first place, we have Ron. Coming in at nine, six, That's and right. one. Bow down to the king, baby. Uh, in second, we have myself, Dan, coming in at six, nine, and one. Uh, got some work to do. And then we got Kyle right behind me at five, ten, and one. So wow, we do have some work to do. We're gonna lose our credibility with making picks here after yeah, two weeks. This is this is not going well. <laughs> yeah, guys, I don't even watch football. What the hell? I'm a Bills fan. We've been watching nothing but garbage fire for the last <laughs> like I don't know, 20 years. You're like, like how am I better at picking football than you? It's like, oh yeah, because I know a bad team when I see one. It's like we're basically <laughs> just watching a weekly dumpster fire. See, that's the key, <laughs> yeah. Ron. That's the key. You don't need to pick a good team. You just need to know what is bad when you see it. <laughs> exactly. You need to know which team sucks when, and that's how you get good at picking teams. So anybody who's aspiring. Aspiring podcast hosts, learn which team are bad. Learn which teams are bad, and uh, go from there. <laughs> All right. So overall, I I just think you know last week or this past week, week two was a crazy week of sports. You know the Browns nearly beat the Saints, and I can't believe I'm even saying that sentence. But then in classic Brown fashion, they, your kicker misses an extra point. Uh, 
Breeze had only about 55 seconds to drive downfield, got a field goal, and got the win. But what what did you guys think of that? The finish of that game. Oh, it was killer. Did you guys see that touchdown by the Browns at the end of it? That was unbelievable. Oh, it was a great, great, great toss. That they're was... playing pretty well. I mean, yeah, they're not. They don't know how to close because that's like what like non-winning teams do. You know, they they can't close games, uh, but they are right there. They definitely have the skill, and they're much more fun to watch. Yeah, they're definitely knocking on the door, and uh, I think that this week they might have – they might have a little bit more luck. I'm hoping that they do. That's a hint for later, guys. So stay ooh, tuned for that. Ooh. Big um, matchup. <laughs> so, Big matchup saucy, on Thursday yeah. night football. Saucy. Yeah, I think that the Browns are a lot more fun to watch this year. Um, I didn't see the end of the game, if I'm being honest with you, but Dan described it to me right before we went on air, and I was just completely flabbergasted. I mean, out here, we call that really billsing it up, but um, mm-hmm. you know, since we made the playoffs last year, I guess it's uh, really they, they browned out, I guess, or something. I don't know. You guys figure it out. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I think the Browns are going to do much better than a lot of people think they're going to do this year. You know, think the last two weeks, they have a tie last week and well, sorry, two weeks ago. And then they only lost by three this week. I mean, you think one of these days they're going to get a win and I wouldn't be surprised if it's Thursday. Oh, and yeah, I mean, this last game was in New Orleans too. I mean, they're, they're playing strong. They took Pittsburgh into overtime and then almost took out New Orleans in their house. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I think that they are, uh, they're looking a lot better right now. And um, I hope they keep it up, honestly. I mean, like I said, we just beat our playoff streak or our, pay- our drought uh, last year. And I really hope that Cleveland at least is knocking on the door this year because it would just make me feel good for those fans who've been suffering for a really long time. They've suffered enough. They've suffered for way too long. They've been in the top five draft picks for way too long. Get them in the freaking playoffs. That would make the playoffs so much more fun to watch, to see brand new teams. I think, Kyle, you and I are having this discussion a little while back, is when you have teams that are fresh who haven't been there or haven't been to the big dance, it makes it more fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, just last year, right, With uh, we joke about it, but Buffalo and Tennessee – um, like some of these teams, it makes it um, fun for the you know playoffs, a wild card weekend, and then you don't know if they're going to make a push. And oh, it makes it a lot more fun for sure. I mean, with teams like I mean, Cleveland had their team ripped away from them one year, and you know basically transplanted into Baltimore and turned into a successful franchise. And then the Browns fans get this team like what, like ten years later, twenty years later, something like that, and it's been horrible ever since. So I mean. I really hope this is a turning point for them. And I mean, they've been doing pretty good so far. It's just about, like you said, finishing. Yeah, that's for sure. So what were some other games that you guys really enjoyed watching this week? Cause I'm, I know, I know there were a few that were, were really, they came down to the end. Other games, you know, um, I was excited to see the Rams. Um, they're really proven they're going to be strong this year. And that's fun because that is really kind of a, a new team that's good, you know, right? They went 2-14 and 14 a few years ago, so that is fun to see. Uh, the Steelers-Chiefs game was awesome. It was high scoring, um, and the Chiefs held them off. Man, that quarterback, man, he's on fire there. Uh, that was a lot of fun to see. So yeah, Not bad for somebody who's unproven, you know? 
Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was wondering when that was going to come up because I remember, Kyle, you had said that in our fantasy draft that Mahomes was unpro- unproven. And he, here he, he is. He is. I can't believe it. Here he I is with corrected. 10 touchdowns in two weeks. <laughs> There's 14 weeks left, so we will see. I cannot wait, but I, as of right now, I'm totally wrong. Was that you I was talking to, Ron? No, it was actually my brother. He, he Whoever was it was, who I, I saw and, Mahomes uh, go, go sickeningly early in a draft, and I, I didn't understand why, because he could have been taken three rounds later. But I'm like, he is, and then I just wrote on that. I'm like, you know what? Bottom 15. There's no way he finishes that well, and he must have heard me. <laughs> he was watching that draft. <laughs> he was logged in. But Patrick Mahomes, just anytime his name is mentioned, he's like, I mean, it's unbelievable. who says I'm unproven? <laughs> I, I can't believe it. They've had a better team probably in the past few years. Um, you know, we'll see. But they have never had this kind of offense. I, I can't believe it. Yeah, the Chiefs are going to be really strong this year. Um, I hope they don't peter out, honestly. That's my dad's favorite team, and he hasn't seen a really successful Chiefs team in a long time. So I'm hoping that they do well as as well. Um, and, I mean, yeah, it'd be fun. It, they, they've been fun to watch so far. So See, my thing is – oh, sorry. My thing is is that during the offseason, everyone was like, oh, man, why would the Chiefs trade Alex Smith? Why would they do this and that? And – it's looking like the Chiefs are a genius at this point because Smith hasn't really done all that great out in Washington. And Mahomes is just out there. He's lighting the world on fire. No, they both, you know, credit's definitely due to Mahomes for sure. But in my opinion, that is a much better organization than Washington. So I think he has a much better system to work with, head coach for sure. And Washington doesn't have the structure for a good pocket quarterback, I don't think. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I feel like Washington just has always been kind of one of those teams. It's like I said earlier, like when we were talking about when Kirk Cousins signed with uh, the Vikings, which, by the way, wow, he's making me look stupid right now by saying that they were trading mediocre for mediocre because um, he's really lighting it up in Minnesota. But, uh, like, it, it, Washington has always been one of those middle of the road kind of teams. And maybe that's why Kirk Cousins seemed like he was mediocre is because of the people that surrounded him. But uh, right. And they're inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember two Washington years that were, you know, at least similar. Exactly. Uh, I think for me, the difference between the two teams is cousins was still like you guys said, middle of the road quarterback, but he didn't really have a lot to throw to. He had a constantly hurt Jordan Reed. He had, a well, he did have Deshaun Jackson for a little bit, but then he was just kind of like out there crazy. But now he's doing well down in Tampa. Good for him. But now he's in Minnesota. He's got Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray, Kyle Rudolph, Stefan Diggs, and Adam Thielen on the same team. That's just a recipe for success. Yeah, that's that's a stacked team, just to just to put it lightly. But I mean, I think we all knew that, that the Vikings were going to be successful coming into this year because they have had a really good team, like at least on the defensive end for for a little bit now. And uh I oh, mean yeah, on the offensive sure. end, like it's it was been kind of a mixed bag, 
But I mean, even when Teddy Bridgewater was still like quarterback in there, like he was pretty good. Case Keenum last year when he came in towards the well, I think he was in there for the whole season, wasn't he? Yes, I mean, he was. Yeah, made that made that team look really good. You know, it, it, the Vikings have been on the rise for a while, and uh, I think Cousins might have been that last piece they really needed in order to be successful. Yeah, I agree. Like, they have the strong defense. Yeah, yeah, they're there now. I forgot they were fourteen and two or what, thirteen and three last year. They're obviously still one of the top teams. They're just not. They don't yeah, have the same market that some other teams have, so they don't get the same attention. Yeah. I personally would love to see the Vikings in the Super Bowl. I think that would be guys, great for the sport. Do you guys think Minnesota yeah. will take the division? I think they will. I think it's going to be close, but I think, I mean, just, you know, going by the game the other night where they tied with Green Bay, obviously those two are going to be in a dogfight for it, like for the whole year. But I think that they that the Vikings may come out on top. Uh, I think it's a very strong possibility, especially because Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Um, I think that it's entirely possible that the Vikings come out on top there. And I'd say they're the yeah. favorites right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Vikings, like you guys have said, you know, you guys have made some great points that the Vikings have been a strong defensive team for a long time, and then they've just like over and over the years they've built a um a strong defense. They've built a strong offense. You know, drafting well. I mean, I think they actually got Adam Thielen undrafted, which is like almost sickening to think about because he he didn't yeah. go in the draft at all. And then the Vikings were like, oh, let's just like go work this kid out. He's from Minnesota. Why not? And then now look at him. You know, this Yeah, it's almost like drafting your franchise quarterback in the sixth round. Ah. Um, and it's it's the same goes for a guy like Alvin Kamara, who also was undrafted, which is also sickening to think about. That now he's like yeah. a top three running back this year already. Yeah, he is so good. He is utilized so well in New Orleans. Perfect system for him. Yeah, I mean, he struggled a little bit this past week, but struggling with like over like 120 yards of offense is putting it lightly. <laughs> yeah, I think he had actually. I think he had just about close to 100. Um, but he, his uh, touches I mean, are very efficient, you know. And I mean, he didn't even have a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, is he struggling personally or is it the team around him that's struggling? Because with numbers like that, it sounds like he's doing really well, but the rest of the team might not be as good. Yeah, I think the Saints are just a little bit off. You know, Breeze is much older. Uh, their defense has never been that good. Um, but, I mean, like Kamara averaged, I think, nine yards a touch this last game. He only had like nine or ten touches, and that was it. But, I mean, week one he tore it up. So they just don't have a defense, I don't think. Yeah, it's hard to recover from a uh, Rob Ryan experiment as the uh, Bills are learning right now. So, uh-huh. um, I mean, in all honesty, though, Chargers do look good this year. You know, yes, you know they beat the pants off the Bills, but in, in, in all honesty, the Chargers have looked good for a while. It's just their defense has kind of been sh- shoddy for a little while. But Melvin Gordon is a star. He is so talented. And if he can stay healthy, watch out for them this year. I think they could be uh, a contender in, in the AFC West. They've been in the middle of the pack the last few years, so I hope so. 
Yeah. And also if he can stay out of penalty trouble, because if I'm remembering correctly, he's the one that on a third down play decided that it'd be fun to like, you know, taunt the bills players and stuff like that. And then got the team, got the bills a first down because he was just being, you know, yeah. acting a fool basically. That, that's so, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if he can, uh, you know, stop doing that kind of thing and, uh, you know, keep playing well, then, yeah, you're right. I think he will be a star. Otherwise, uh, it might be uh, might be hard for him to, you know, really get his footing if he's uh, setting his team back like that. Yeah, I mean, I that's obnoxious from a star like that. The guy's so good. He's a great pass catcher and everything. He's, he's putting up a lot of points right now for fantasy, especially. Oh, I believe it. You know, you know and you guys mentioned – you know, guys who are lighting up for fantasy. So I think that's a good segue into our Ride the Pine Fantasy Minute, where we're going to each pick a player to target this week or a player to start and one player to avoid and sit on your bench. We're going to be right back with our Fantasy Football Minute and our picks for week three, so stay tuned for more. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Voice from the Underground.
Hey guys, it's Ron here with the intermission portion of our show. First of all, thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate your continued patronage of our show, and we appreciate our sponsor, Uplift Pomade. Born straight out of Wakefield, Massachusetts, Uplift Pomade cares about your hair, and they want you to look your best. That's why the inventor of this product, Rocco Danielli, used his original blend Uplift Pomade on our own Dan Pineda on his wedding day. And I have to say, I've seen the pictures. Do look pretty fly, even for a white guy. Uplift Pomade is alcohol-free, soy-free, gluten-free, and infused with USDA organic essential oils. It's also vegan certified and cruelty-free, which means they refuse to test it on animals. Plus, the recycling program allows you to return any empty container of Uplift Pomade product, and they will give you a $2 credit towards your next purchase. That's a better deal than recycling cans or bottles. So, if your hair care product just isn't doing the job for you, check out Uplift Pomade, currently available at wholesale barbershops and, coming soon, online at upliftpomade.com. And now, back to the show. And welcome back to segment number two for episode 10 of Ride the Pine. Uh, let's jump right in and give some ah, hot takes on I'm fantasy ready. football. I know Kyle's all hyped up for this one. We had our halftime show. There was no and- wardrobe malfunctions. <laughs> as far as you know. As far as you know. That's true. Um, so, guys, who is a player that you guys like this week in fantasy football? Who's the guy that you have to start if, you, if you're playing fantasy football? Oh, Melvin Gordon. Is this obvious stuff, Dan? How we are we kind of going off of like not so obvious picks, or how should we how should we base this? I I mean, you base this on on the stats from the last two weeks, and you base it on you know your gut feeling with the matchup and and your fantasy your football knowledge and your fantasy football knowledge. Go with it. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick a little bit away from like the obvious plays, the Breeze or Brady's or. Avin Kamara's. Um, so my start this week um, in the Oakland-Miami game is Jordy Nelson. Um, Oakland's had a pretty bad start the first two weeks. I don't think it's going to be their normal self. I think they're going to finally find a, um, their flow here pretty soon, and I don't know how good Miami's pass defense is, in my opinion. Um, so I see Jordy Nelson having a uh, a 360 or a 180 here and turning it around and hopefully putting up 14, 16 points. He's, he's come off of week one and two with like a point or two. So I, I'm definitely um, seeing that turnaround. What, what are your thoughts, Ron? Uh, who do you got for your must start for the week? Um, I think if I'm going to pick anybody that's kind of out of left field, I think I'm going to go with, uh, well, let's see, who are the Giants playing this week? Giants are playing the Texans, so I'm not going to go with him. Uh, let's go this week. I'm going to say I'm going to go with Deshaun Jackson from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Ryan Fitzpatrick has been on fire lately, and I feel like it just makes sense to start that tandem if you got him, like I do. Um, but if you only have one, I would go with Deshaun Jackson. And uh, yeah, yeah, he was like on the cusp, right? He's like usually a bench player, maybe flex, but at this point, you, I think you. You got to give them a shot. They're on fire right now, like you said. And yeah, absolutely. And you know, I I really do like that pick. I think that he's been a very underrated fantasy player, like taken probably close to eighth, ninth round in fantasy drafts. A lot of people kind of forgot about him down there in Tampa. 
but he's showing that he's oh, hell yeah, a very he's a very very good fantasy football player because um, he gets a lot of targets and a lot of big plays. He's a big play guy, and that gives you a lot. <laughs> How about of the guy throwing to him? Do you guys can we, see? Can, can we talk about what he wardrobe? wore? I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looked like Man, a Ryan slightly hairier never... Kyle Hersey. Yeah, he, he he never dressed that way when he was playing for the Bills. So, <laughs> no, he's in Tampa now. What do you mean? It's a whole different lifestyle. Well, yeah, I, I guess he, that makes sense. He's got the velvet you, you jumpsuit with, with, with the gold chain and the chest hair and the big beard. I, I said yeah, to myself, I think, this, I looks like a, feel... "This looks like a swaggy Kyle Hersey." Yeah, I think one of his I was answers. This so looks like a guy out of the entourage. It is, yeah. I think he answered. He goes, who the hell is Jameis Winston? One of his answers. That's freaking amazing. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's great. That's really impressive for a guy who threw like six interceptions against the Bills like two years ago. (laughs) Jeez. He's had some up and downs. Yeah. I'm I'm glad for him. I mean, he's he's had a really long and very difficult career, so I feel like Brian Fitzpatrick has earned this, and uh, I hope he continues his success coming into this week against uh oh the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are currently in the process of you know imploding. <laughs> so they are, um, man. So yeah, in terms of uh the guy that I think is a, is a must start this week, um. I wouldn't say this is completely off the handle, but it's not like a big name like Kyle was saying, like a, a Brady, a Breeze, a Kamara, one of those guys. I'm actually going with a guy who shares the field with Todd Gurley, a guy by the name of Brandon Cooks. Interesting. Uh, ah. Cooks has been a big-time target. He's He's very much like a Deshaun Jackson. He's not going to get you a ton of targets, but when he does, they're for 40 or 50-plus yards. So, just uh, just for stats' sake, last week or week one, he had five receptions for eighty-seven yards. Last week, he had seven receptions for one hundred and fifty-nine yards, and now he's going to be wow. at home against the Chargers. And the Chargers' defense is pretty pretty stout, but he has got the speed and the quickness to just run by everybody. So oh, I'm yeah. gonna no. Go ahead, Kyle. The Chargers like giving up points anyway, you know, so they're most likely gonna. He, I can see him getting the end zone for sure. Uh, so, so if you have Brandon Cooks, I would absolutely play him in your lineup, no doubt about it. Now, who do you guys have for your sit for the week? Well, I think I can answer that one pretty easily, and it would be the Steelers defense. Uh, <laughs> you know, kind of, uh, kind of piggybacking on my last, uh, last pick. You know, who to start? Uh, the Steelers defense with the way the team is right now is not looking good. Like they, they just aren't, they almost lost to Cleveland who I know I said, and who I've been seeing their praises, but they are still coming together as a team and somebody like Pittsburgh, who has been established as a team that makes the playoffs, you know, pretty much every year should not even be sweating somebody like the Cleveland Browns, let alone tying them, you know, in the first game of the season. So I'm going to go with the Steelers defense. You should definitely sit them. Um, I think coming up against a red hot Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I I don't think they've got a chance. It's kind of like the Bills against the Vikings this week. Yeah, yeah, that, I I definitely agree with that one. That's a good one. Tampa's just so hot right now. I'm gonna go opposite side of the ball here and say sit the Tennessee Titans offense. I don't think you should play anyone from their offense this week. Uh, the Jaguars wow. are 
in the clouds right now after taking a W against New England. So uh, I think they're going to come out uh, running off the same adrenaline, pumped up. That defense proved it. They look good. Uh, their offense is good enough. Um, and the Titans, I just, uh, they just look kind of flat. Um, and I don't know if Mariota's going to play either. But I, I wouldn't play anyone from their offense. Hmm. I mean, that's really interesting that instead of picking, you know, one player, you pick a whole team. And, I, I you know, I can't disagree with you. Uh, I, I think that is a great call. So I'm actually going to piggyback that. It's a real package not, deal. Not in terms of the team, but the premise of sitting an entire team. I think you sit anybody for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Anyone on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. They are in shambles. Um, I just think that team is on the cusp of just a internal implosion. And I just don't think, I mean, if you're going to start anybody on that team, leave it to Antonio Brown or James Conner. And that's pretty much it. I mean, Big Ben, Big Ben had a good week low last week, fantasy points wise. I don't know. That's, that's a very stiff call, Dan. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can take that advice. The only uh, the only other one that I was thinking about besides the Steelers is actually sitting anybody on the Cincinnati Bengals. And I know oh, that may be crazy that's... with Dalton Ooh. and Green the way they played last week, but they're playing in Carolina. And Carolina's Dan, do you know defense that the is are undefeated. I do. Do you know that Carolina has <laughs> one of the top 3 defenses in the NFL right now? I do. And I think that I think the fact that Carolina has been able to stuff the run, play pretty aggressive pass defense. I think they they do well on Sunday. Oh, yeah, I, agree. I, could, yeah. I, could I don't know. See that. I don't know why, but I'm like rooting for the Carolina Panthers this year. I'm not sure why, but I like them. And I yeah, I, I definitely believe in that. But the Bengals' offense still looks kind of strong the, this they year. They do. I don't know. It will be. It's. I feel like it's going it to be a really be, tough game for sure. I mean, we're, we're waiting for the Bengals to show their true colors, right? Where when you think they're good, they lose, and then they go flat. To show their stripes, you if pick... you will. Yeah, show their stripes. And then when you think they're bad, they win a game. Yeah, but and right now, one guy know, who's been at the front of that is A.J. Green. Guy is just money right now in fantasy football. He's 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 been so good. He has been That's my so guy. good. That's my fantasy and guy right there. Every year, everyone's so skeptical about yeah. taking AJ Green just because they're like, oh, he gets catches pass- passes from Andy Dalton. How'd that work last week when he had three touchdowns in the first freaking half? I mean, he this runs is Yeah, but the year before that, they weren't that good of a team. finish games. That's, that's their issue. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a whole other thing. Like, the Cincinnati Bengals are so up and down. Like, last year, they weren't that good. But this year, it seems like they're doing really well. But and the year before that they did pretty well too. It's just it's it's up and down. Like you don't know what you're gonna get. Like they missed the playoffs for three straight years, and so I I kind of got into the mindset where I was like, oh, they're kind of a middling team now. But I mean, with the way they're playing right now, they look like they're gonna get right back into the playoffs. You know, with no problem at all. So it's just a matter of them staying that, disciplined. Yeah. If they, if they can stay disciplined yeah, we'll and play solid ball towards the end of the season then i don't don't be surprised if they they win the afc north it is wide open right that's anybody's division at this point yeah 
Including the Browns. Yes, including all four teams oh, I agree. this year. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, oh, this is a division between the Ravens and the Steelers. Like, screw the other two. It's like, this is anybody's division. Anybody can win this division at this point. Which is not what I was expecting to say, like, last year at the end of the year. I was not expecting Cleveland right. to be as good as they are. And I definitely wasn't expecting Cincinnati to be where they are right now. Like, as a, I mean, they went back to their old coach, right? So it's 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 amazing how like that kind of personnel change can kind of you know reinvigorate that culture Uh, i think i think for me the biggest shock is obviously is not just cleveland in general but their defense their defense the past couple years has been like yeah really poor to say Mm -hmm. the least but their pass rush is scary when you got a guy like miles garrett coming at you at a 100 miles an hour. There's no wonder that Big Ben had five interceptions in week one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was probably back there trying not to crap himself. But, well, that was our fantasy football way more than a minute. Yeah. Um, it's more like a fantasy football quarter of an hour. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, picks. So picks, let's actually picks, jump picks, into picks. our game picks for this week. Um. Ron, we're going to start with you this week. Who do you got on your docket for this week? Let's get inside of his head, well, Dan. First of all, Ron's got a big lead on us. We got to shake him. We got to make him make some bad picks. Let's go. Okay. Uh, well, I, I don't know how you're going to do that by interrupting me, but uh, anyway. <laughs> this is how. <laughs> it's a mind game. He's in, he's in your so head. First, he's in your head. You're, you're weak. I'm in your <laughs> weak head, head right now. <laughs> You hear that? Yeah, he's he's t- you hear that? He's taking the Oilers. <laughs> yep, I'm taking the Oilers. <laughs> no, my first pick for this week is the New York Jets versus the Cleveland Browns. And this is what I was alluding to earlier. So one of the storylines coming into this game is the Cleveland Browns passing over Sam Darnold with the number one pick at the draft and instead selecting Baker Mayfield. Now, this could be Baker Mayfield's debut in a Cleveland jersey. Cleveland is still really hungry for their first win of the season. And I imagine that after blowing their game against the Saints last week, that hunger will be turned into an insatiable craving. And if they don't win this week, they may have a full-scale riot on their hands, which would really put a damper on that potential debut of Baker Mayfield. So I'm picking the Browns in this one uh, just because I'd really, I think they're due, and I really want to rub it in Tom Adelina's face over on AFC Least. You know... (laughs) I, 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 I like the ulterior motive of rubbing in Tom's face. So I'm also going to be picking the Browns. I, I, I think I think you're right. I think the last two weeks are really just a tough pill to swallow. The Jets are reeling a little bit. You know, they had their great week one, and then they just horrendous last week. And, yeah, you know, I think the Browns come out. I think they bench Tyrod Taylor. I, I, they start Baker. And Baker goes off for three touchdowns. I, I think the Browns win this game by a touchdown. Yeah, I think that's I just, fair. I think this might be the first time since 2016 that three people in the same room took the Browns. I'm going Cleveland as well. They've got to get a win here. They've been knocking on the door. Yeah, I completely agree. Obviously. So who do you, who do you got for your next pick there, Ron? Well, I'm, you know. As a Bills fan, if there's one thing that's true, it's that I'm a masochist. So this week, 
I'm picking the Bills against the Vikings. And uh, so I was looking at before we started recording, and the Bills are super underdogs against the Vikings, to put it lightly. Uh, Oddsmakers have the Bills as a 16.5 point. That's a weird thing to say. Underdog on Sunday, and rightfully so. Uh, Josh Allen actually had a good game last week, but the rest of the team is woefully insufficient, uh, especially going against a team who is in serious contention for the NFC North title. Um, I'm picking the Vikings because I have no faith in the Bills' offensive line or their defense or really anything except for Josh Allen. Um, I want Josh Allen to have another good game and keep his keep building towards uh, potential franchise quarterback status. I mean, after all, Peyton Manning started his career at three and 13 against the Colts, but I don't see him coming away with a victory in this game. I, th- I think the bills are going to go. Oh, and three. What do you guys think? All right. This is going to surprise you guys, but nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo bills. I'm going to have to take the Vikings in this one. I just don't see they have a chance. <laughs> Yeah, no, like you said. That was a nice swerve. That was a nice swerve. Minnesota. My stomach went into my throat. I was like, is he about to pick the Bills? I know. I was like, wow, he really doesn't want to come back in these rankings, does he? I like to put myself deep in a hole late late in the season and see if I can come back. But no, like you said, Minnesota, they're in serious contention for not just their division, but they're going to, I would assume, make a push for the conference. Uh, and they're just well-rounded. They got everything they need. Uh, and Buffalo, like, can't find their identity right now. So, yeah, Minnesota, hands down. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, I hate to be that bandwagon guy, but Vikings, Vikings, Vikings all day long. Um, I, I honest to God think I'm going to go even one further than, the, than what you guys said. I think they're going to win the, the division. I think they're going to win the conference. And I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. The way the way that they're playing right now, especially last week with their last-minute heroics in the fourth quarter with that catch by Adam Thielen right on the goal line, unbelievable. And I don't see this team slowing down anytime soon. Vikings all, all day long. And who do you got for your third game, Ron? Uh, third game on the docket is the Oakland Raiders soon to be Las Vegas Raiders, I imagine, versus the Miami Dolphins. Um, There's no other way to put this. The Raiders are off to a bad start, and the Dolphins are first in the AFC East right now. Wait, what? That has to be a typo. No. Uh, Nope, it's true. No, you were right. The Dolphins are number one. What what, what a time to be alive. Uh, (laughs) So the Dolphins are riding high, being first in that division, and... uh, I think they'll take that into account this week against a struggling Raiders. So I'm going with the Dolphins, and I think they're going to keep their uh, keep their crown atop the AFC East right now. What do you guys think? I had to go Oakland. Actually, I think the Raiders are going to bounce back. Um, they seem to play in Miami kind of kind kind of well. Uh, I like actually like watching their games. They play every every few years, it seems. But um, yeah, I'm going to go Raiders. You know, Dan. I was like, when you had mentioned that this is one of the games that you were going to pick, I've been going back and forth in my head because, you know, the Raiders did play the Denver Broncos defense very well last week. Um, and I believe, if correct me if I'm wrong, that they did hold on to win that game or did they lose that game? What'd you say? 
the Dolph, uh, the not the Dolphins, the Broncos and Raiders game. Did yeah, the Broncos or point. Raiders win that game? The Broncos they lost by, by a point. point. Yeah. You know that is a tough pill to swallow. Um, I think it's going to take some time for them to gain their footing, and I don't think it's this week. I think the Dolphins win this game. That's pretty much right. my take on take on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, I mean, should we go to Kyle next? Kyle, what do you got on the on the docket for your picks? Yeah, I would love to go to me next. Um, my first game is Cincinnati at Carolina. Uh, kind of touched on that one a little bit earlier. But um, the Bengals kind of surprisingly 2-0, and which is kind of cool to see. I, I don't know if they can hold on to it. It might have been by a mistake. I'm not sure. Um, but Carolina, I'm kind of a fan of them. Uh, so I don't, I don't know why. I, I just I like the team this year. I really like Christian McCaffrey. Um, and I'm going to take Carolina to uh, give Cincinnati their first loss. You know, you know that that's that's a that's a strong take. You know, and I had said earlier, you know, to sit people on the Bengals, and there's a reason why the the Panthers' defense has been stout so far this season. Um, yeah, they're kind of rough. I'm, I'm, and you know, they're incredibly aggressive. And don't be surprised if they get in the face of the Bengals. Bengals are going to start making a lot of mistakes. They're known to make a lot of mistakes and give up a lot of penalty yardage. And don't be surprised to see Ron Rivera and that squad take advantage. And I'm also going to be picking the Panthers as well. You know, I think Mixon's out as well, now that I think about it. Um, yes, and I think without Mixon, I don't think they're the same team. Without a running game, they're they're, right. they're in trouble. What do yeah, you think, Ron? As much as I want to... As much as I want to be in the minority on this one, kind of like I was last week with Atlanta, and uh, hey, guess what? Atlanta won. Um, you know, I I think I got to side with you guys on this one. I think Carolina's going to win it. Um, I think they're finally going to snap Cincinnati's undefeated streak. Um, I don't really have any reason for it other than, like you said, they've got some key players injured. And uh, I don't know. I feel like even though they played really well, like early on, I think they haven't really faced a like supremely tough defense yet. So I think that going in and uh, playing against Carolina, who has you know routinely had a good defense, um, I think it's going to be a lot more difficult for them. So I'm going with Carolina, and uh, I think it's I think it's going to be a close game, but I think that Carolina is going to eke it out in the end. Yeah, it's funny. Right. You can tell we're talking about the Bengals because we refer to them as having a winning streak or undefeated, and it's just two games. So, so we'll see how they do this yeah. year. Uh, it's just surprising to see them actually win their first two, I think. I mean, it's like a technicality kind of thing. Like last week I was like <laughs> talking about Cleveland, and I'm like, well, technically they broke their, yeah. their losing streak, but they didn't break their, un- their winless Talk streak. Talk about low expectations. So- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. So, anyway. My next game, I got um, what are the New York got? Giants at Houston Texans. So both these squads are 0 and 2. Um, you know, there's a lot to say for going down 0 and 3. Your your chances of making the playoffs uh, drop that much more. Um, although I think Houston is in uh, a much better position where they're in a easier division, so they could definitely still make it. I don't think the Giants. I don't know if they can come out of a hole 0-3 with the Eagles and maybe the Cowboys being good. We'll see. Um, so in that matchup, I have Houston uh, definitely turning it on. they got to get a win. I'm taking Houston. 
Um, I think with this one, I, I mean, it's really hard to say. I think that because Houston still has a really like it has a pretty good defense, that it's going to be hard for the Giants to get anything really going. But the Giants also have like a lot of young players in Odell Beckham, who I know feels like he's been there forever, but he's still really young, and Saquon Barkley, who just got there, you know, this year. Uh, I think that Eli just has to, you know, he has to get his his head out of his butt essentially, or you know, just, uh, start playing better essentially. And uh, you know, I I think it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a slog, but somebody's got to win it unless they tie somehow, which could happen because it's already happened twice in two weeks. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Giants on this one, but I don't think it's going to be a pretty game, and I don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair. I think it's going to be like something like six to three. I think I think that's what we're in for. So I think for me, defense is the key to success in the NFL. And I think obviously you look at the two teams, and I believe the Texans have the stronger defense. And one thing is for sure, when Eli is under pressure, he is just god awful. And I'm I have to go with the Texans here. If you got a guy like Jadavian Clowney and a guy like J.J. Watt coming at you on every single play, something is going to happen. And I agree with you, Ron. I think this is going to be like a field goal fest. So if <laughs> if you got the kicker for either of these teams, start them because <laughs> it's going to be a lot of field goals in this match. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to go with the Texans on this one for sure. I feel like that goes without saying to like start the kicker if you're if your kicker is on a bad team, because chances are that's where all their points are coming from. <laughs> See, but that's the, that's the thing though; these teams aren't that bad. No, it's just not. that they're not they're not just gonna they're not gonna be able to move the ball. And I think once they get down to that red zone, the defenses are gonna kind of put the pressure on. And next thing you know, it's just like here's a forty yard field goal. And, you know, up oh, there's a thirty eight yard field goal. Up oh, there's a forty eight yard field goal. It's like. It's just going to be one yep. after another, after another, after another. No one's going to score a touchdown in this game. Yeah, no, I completely Ooh. agree with that. I'll kick myself if I don't put this on the record. So I think Houston's going to score a 30-plus for sure. They oh, just, wow. That oh, is yeah. bold. Oh, yeah. No, I, I still have faith in them. I think they're a pretty good team. I mean, they had to face New England. That stinks. Um, they didn't look that good this week, this past week, but – I th- they have a good offense still against I, the I, Titans. I, so you just said they should sit the entirety of their offense. <laughs> the Titans, yeah, yeah, right. I know. I, I don't know. I, I just I see them. I see them scoring thirty something. Watson's got to turn it around here and get hot. We'll see. All right, and who you got for your last game, Ron? Uh, not Ron. Sorry, Kyle. All right, last game. We are going Monday Night Football. Um, big game. Pittsburgh Steelers, Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, you know, Steelers, the kind of the, the known top dog, like you said, Ron, they're like always in the playoffs. They're always in contention. They're a winning, you know, they're bred to win uh, against the team that's like kind of caught over and off guard. Uh, the Bucks, they look great. They've scored all kinds of points, had two quality wins against quality teams. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that matchup. And I think at home, under the lights with the nation watching them, I think Tampa keeps it going. I think they they take it to them and uh, they beat Pittsburgh. And what what are you thinking, Ron? I mean, I, I, that's a great yeah. Take. No, I can. 
Yeah, I completely agree. I think that with the Steelers, you know, we've talked about it all show. They're imploding. They're going through a hard time right now. It's been very difficult for them with Le'Veon Bell holding out, with Antonio Brown now saying that they should trade him, uh, all this kind of stuff. I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are almost definitely going to win this game. Like, I would say, I mean, I, I honestly kind of think it's like a, I would say 85 85% to a complete certainty that they are going to win this game. Like I don't see, I don't see the Steelers bouncing back against a team that's this hot unless they can get everything together and like really like maybe do some trust falls or something because <laughs> that team right now is not looking good. And I mean, I don't, I don't think they've got a really bright future, you know, if, if they can't get on the same page, which I don't have a lot of faith they will this week. You know, Ron, that's a great point and you know, in terms of the trust falls, but I think the problem is they're just gonna they're just gonna drop people like they've been dropping balls in games. But um, ah. I I just think that that whole franchise is just in shambles. And now the question is before I give you guys my take on the game itself, when Winston comes back, do you start him? Or do you roll with Fitzpatrick? I mean, I think you got to ride the hot hand. If Fitzpatrick goes into that week looking like he has so far, you got to keep him in. I mean, I'm a, I'm I'm a huge proponent of of uh, Jameis Winston. I draft him every year, basically for the last two or three years, and he has done phenomenal for me. But Ryan Fitzpatrick right now is on fire, and I think that it would be silly to take him out right away if he has a bad game. Or if he seems like he's exhausted, I'd bring Winston in. But I think right now, like I, you gotta you gotta ride the hot hand. Yeah. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, he's just he's looked so good against the Saints and the Eagles. Uh, that just it wouldn't be fair uh, to to bench him. And I mean, like you just said, Ron Winston's done pretty well. Uh, but I mean, he hasn't like. He hasn't, you know, making a playoff push or anything, you know. So I think there's nothing wrong with, with, you know, giving Fitzpatrick uh, the wheel. Yeah. So on that note, I'm picking the Bucks. I think the, yep. the, you know, they're under prime time. They're in the lights. A team in shambles in the Steelers. I, I think the Bucks put up 40. I think they put 40 on the Steelers. I think it's another high-scoring game, but I think it's going to be one-sided. I think it's going to be nearly the equivalent of the Ravens bills game from week one. I think it's going to yeah. be a blowout. Do you think this is the end of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Like, like this current core, like, do you think that they start trading players no. away and like releasing people? Like, I don't no? think it's a fire sale yet, but this is definitely big Ben's last year. 100%. It, yeah. Yeah. I might, I might believe that. And I don't think it's over for them. I still think they're going to turn it around. We'll see. I, I hope Le'Veon comes back. All right. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I I agree with that. If Le'Veon comes back, if they can, you know, start to form a cohesive team, I think that they look a lot better. But right now, I I think that they're just in shambles, and I think that I'm looking forward to when the Bills come up against them. Honestly, but I might just be overconfident at that point. All right. Yeah. You know, I just honestly love the Bucks this week. I think I think they're going to do really well. And uh, I can't wait to see it in primetime when we're recording episode 11 next week. It's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. Um, so lastly, we got my picks uh, for this week. 
Um, first one I personally picked for me, I think it's going to be the game of the week. Oh boy! Mainly not only because it's a division rivalry, but it's because it's just two very strong offensive teams, the Saints and the Falcons. Uh, I think this is going to be a great game. It's a one o'clock start. I know I'll be watching. I think that's going to be phenomenal. Um, really tough for me to pick a winner in this game because both teams are really doing well offensively, but I think one is doing better offensively than the other, and I'm going to have to go with the Saints. I think the Saints um, bounce back from the near disaster that was losing to the Browns last week, uh, and I think they I think they put on a good show against the Falcons. I think it's a close game, one to three point game, but I think they pull it out. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. Uh, talk about fantasy implications. I would that should be all kinds of points there. I, I might avoid either one of the defenses, but there should be some fantasy points put up there for sure. Um, you might avoid both defenses. I would definitely avoid both defenses. <laughs> Look, you know, there's there's 20 team leagues out there. You might need to play them. I don't know. <laughs> oh God, if, if you're in a 20 team league, I am. I'm sorry. I pray for you every night. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that game. You know, that would be. Good. I gotta go. New Orleans. See what I mean? I was gonna say, see what I mean? It's so hard to yeah. decide between these two teams. It is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think that it's really difficult to pick between the two of them. Um, I think that I'm going to give the Falcons the home field advantage just because, I mean, they are at home. and You would give them the home team advantage if they're at home. But uh, I, think that they're, I think that they're going to want to impress their fans. And uh, I think that even though New Orleans just barely squeaked out against the Browns, I, I think that they, you know, they're thankful for getting out of there, you know, with that win. I don't, I don't, I mean... Again, Cleveland has not won a game since when again? 2016? Something like that? Yeah. Uh, To barely escape. To barely escape with a win against that team after they flubbed up so badly. Barely escape with a win against that team. I think that there are some issues there that need to be addressed, and they need to be addressed quickly. But I still think the Falcons are going to pull this one out again. I think that the uh, what do you call it, the thirteenth man, something like that. Is that what they call the fan base in the 12. NFL? I'm I don't want to. I'm I'm literally twelfth man. Okay. <laughs> I think the twelfth man comes in play here, and uh, I that's think that's copywritten the, I think by Seattle, by the way. Here. Whoops! Guess what? <laughs> Sue us, please. We need the exposure. <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like uh, why I named the wrestling podcast the Singlet Club because I want to meet the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Duh. Oh goodness me. Um, so my next game that I have on the docket would make Kyle very happy is the 49ers and the Chiefs. Oh, oh I think this is, oh, let's go. I, I think, I think this is going to be a very smash mouth game. I will say, you know, I, in my heart of hearts with Kyle being one of my closest friends, I would love to pick the 49ers. I would love to see the upset. I, it's just really hard for me to bet against the Chiefs right now. I think the Chiefs are on that kind of a roll where I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback throw 10 touchdowns in two weeks. That's like borderline unheard of. Um, 
I think he, it is unheard of. I think he's the first one to ever do no, it. No, first rookie. Oh. Um, Brady's oh, in it. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, that's what I meant. So, you know, and I've been looking at the Chiefs' schedule, and I got to say, they have a relatively weak schedule. They have, like, like, a, like you know, a date with New England. They have, like, a date with uh, the Jaguars in a couple weeks. Um, so you got a couple, like, tough games coming up. But I think their biggest test coming up, and, you know, especially with the Pats not playing as well as they have been, Jaguars played pretty well, but their offense isn't going to put up a lot of points compared to Kansas City. I think their biggest test is going to not going to come to week 11 when they play the Rams. And mm. I, I think the 49ers will, will put in a big fight, but I think the Chiefs take this game. Uh, yeah, I would have to agree with that. I think that the uh, Chiefs are just red hot right now. I think the 49ers are showing a lot of promise. But I think that the Chiefs are just they're operating like a well-oiled machine at the moment. So I would be surprised if 40 if uh, if San Francisco won this one. Um, but it's it's weird. Like at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised because it's also the Kansas City Chiefs and they have a flair for coming out and, you know, looking good for a, a section of the year. And then they just they 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 crumble. They turn to crap. But that was also behind Alex Smith. Now they have Patrick Mahomes, and he's looking like a bona fide stud right now. But again, we're only two weeks in. He hasn't had a bad game yet. Is this going to be the one where it turns south for him? I mean, that we're going to have to see. But I think that, you know, without that happening, I got to go with the Chiefs as well. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, yeah, Mahomes <laughs> is on fire. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine he slows down, but... Um... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance and take San Francisco. Go with my heart on this one. Um, I think their defense is gonna. They had a lot of work to do after the Detroit game, and I think they're gonna correct some stuff. Um, and they need to put some pressure uh, for sure on Mahomes and make sure they stuff the run with uh, Kareem Hunt. Um, but I'm gonna take San Francisco. We'll see. I, I think Garoppolo's gonna settle in a little bit more, a little bit more. Hopefully, find his rhythm. Although playing in Kansas City is pretty tough. Yeah, very loud. The atmosphere is going to be a lot different. I will say this, yep. though, Kyle, to your point about their defense. I'm, uh, I'm th- Last week was my first week really actually physically watching a 49ers game. I was incredibly impressed with their defense. That guy, DeForest Buckner, is a monster. Yeah, they just and can't let teams I've, score at the end. No, that's their problem. Like If, if, if they can hold a lead, they, they would do so well each week, week to week. But it's just that they let Detroit back in the game at the end. Yeah, exactly. And nearly gave it up. But, but man, I, I tell you what, 49ers, they are a bright spot in the NFL right now. I think they're going to be uh, the next Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they're going to be that team that give them another year of building and growth. They're going to be a, a bona fide stud. If, if they keep playing defense the way that they played last week. Yeah. I think this game is going to be a barn burner, like, no doubt. Like, like you said a couple of games ago, like, don't play the defenses because it's not going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell is this? How did the 49ers pull this? Minnesota and Kansas City in the first three weeks, they went 6-10 and 10 last year. Yeah. I don't know. You know, pre- pretty incredible. But for my last pick, you know, you guys – might be shocked, but probably not. The Patriots. I already read the, the Discord. Lions. 
Um, <laughs> you know what, Ron? Spoilers, for God's sakes. <laughs> I mean, um, we don't plan this out in advance. What are you talking about? Uh, I mean, we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad I didn't watch the entire game last week for the Pats game because, from what I heard, it was not fun to watch. It was not. It was. It was a little bit on the embarrassing side. Um, they just did not look good. Clearly, Josh McDaniels was not happy. He was screaming his head off on the sidelines. Um, but this week, they're going against their former defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia. And I think the Detroit Lions end up in the fetal position after this game. I think this is going to be a massacre. I think the Patriots win this game by a landslide. Yeah, I mean, not to uh, offend our resident meme maker over on the Singlet Club, but uh, yeah, I if if the Patriots can't beat the Detroit Lions, I have a few questions, and a lot of them are, uh, what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, for God's sake! Just sakes. that, like, mm. repeated over and over again. So, um, you know, I'm gonna also pick New England. I feel like that's kind of a slam dunk pick. So I wouldn't be shocked if it backfired on me and Detroit, like, blows him out of the water. But, again, that's more of a fantasy of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just a fantasy of yours as a Bills fan, you masochist. Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just because I'm a masochist doesn't mean I can't also be a sadist against the Patriots or any other team in the AFC East. <laughs> oh, God. So here's my thing. It's always bittersweet when New England loses. It's sweet because they lost, and it stinks because they're going to win the next week. Um, I'm taking New England for sure. Detroit's not that great. Do you guys want to take a stab at what their record is, the Patriots, after a loss since, like, 2003? Oh, since 2003? Uh, since 2003, I don't know. I record... lost, like... Like coming six off games, of a loss. maybe twelve games. What do you think their they're record undefeated. is after I, a oh, loss? Coming, yeah, I was gonna say coming, like immediately coming off of a loss. Yeah, I think they're undefeated. I, I don't think they 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 let that happen twice in a row, maybe once, but I don't think any more than that. Dan, uh, I I'd probably say one, if maybe two losses. What record? How many wins? Uh, well, I mean, Jesus, you gotta like, God. Going back to 20, 2003, like, God, how many times did they lose? Right, not many, which is not sick. Many. So second place, I just looked this up, Pittsburgh is 54-29 and 29 after a loss since 2003, which puts them at, what, 80, 83 um, games after a loss. So they've had 83 losses. Patriots are 44-7. and seven. They've had 51 That's losses. That's ridiculous. 30 less yeah, that sounds about than right. second place. That sounds about right. So they yeah. lost two in a row or three in a row, you know, seven times. And But what's impressive is they've, only, they've had 30 less games after a loss than the second best team. So, yeah, New England for sure. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's just a, a sickening stat, the fact that they just come off a loss. And I'm sure it, a lot of it has to do with just the prep after a loss. But... As much as I'm not the biggest fan of Belichick, 
he is one of those guys where after they lose, he's a no BS type of guy who's just going to be like, that's not going to happen two weeks in a row. You better not make sure it does not happen two weeks in a row. And I think that just mentality, I think that's going to carry over. And I just feel bad for the Lions. That's it's, it's not going to be a fun ride for them. Yeah. No, Bill Belichick is already a very angry man all the time. And I can't imagine what happens after his team loses. Like, I just, I can't even picture what happens. I feel like a, like a black hole opens up in the middle of the locker room and all the players that performed poorly, like get shipped off to the free agent market. And like, I, 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 I don't, I don't know what that looks like, to be honest with you, but I imagine there's some kind of weird-ass like magic going on whenever Bill Belichick gets super angry about losing a game. Yeah, imagine and that's being why his poor wife after a loss. Seven times. I don't know anything about that, but... He is not, very, he is not a happy... She is, he is not happy to be at home with. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like isn't that something that like they talk about with Tom Brady? Like, he's not happy... He doesn't like to be at home. Like... It, it, just in general like he's he's more when he's on the football field is the only time he's happy so yeah (laughs) i can only imagine how 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 bill belichick must react like after a loss because like you said 44 and 7 since 2003 like he's got to instill the fear of god into those players or something afterwards pretty much well uh before we say goodbye for this week um I just wanted to give like one last little comment. You know, when when I looked at the schedule for this particular week, which actually reminds me, we do have to do the picks for the rest of the games before we say goodbye as well. Um, when you look at the Monday night game, before this season ever started, before Le'Veon Bell with the holdout and everything, would everyone ha- would you have thought? that the team that's the most talked about in terms of like wins and losses is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers between these two teams. No, no, I never in a million years. I would have been like, Oh, Steelers all day. They met, they whoop them into submission. But now it would have been close. It's really just amazing to me. What, what can happen to a team when it's so fractured from the inside out? Yeah. But it's yeah. it's it's fantastic. Not yeah, tale of two way, seasons. Like, yeah. So let us actually pick the other uh, seven games for the week. Uh, first, starting off, just we'll just get our quick picks before we say goodbye to our listeners for this week. Our first game, yeah, Broncos no Ravens. Uh, I'm gonna go with Broncos. Uh, Baltimore. And I will be going with the Broncos as well. Uh, next on the docket, Titans at the Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars. Jet, Jet, Jags. Jet and Jaguars for me as well. Uh, let's see. We also have the Colts at the Eagles. Eagles got to win that one. Yes, they do. They, <laughs> they're the defending champions. They got to, they got to take care of Indianapolis. I'm yeah. going to go with the Colts. You son of a... Anyway. Uh, I'm surprised nobody picked this game, but the Packers at the Redskins. I think this is going to be a decent game. Uh, um, yeah, I would we, agree with you. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Packers just because I think they're 
Yeah, I'm taking yeah. I'm taking the Packers. Yep, I'm p- taking the Packers as well. Chargers at the Rams. Um, that's a tough one. I think I'm going to go with the Rams. Yep, Rams. They're hot. Uh, Ra- <laughs> Can't be stopped right now. Uh, Rams for sure. You could toss a bucket of water on that team, and they they wouldn't lose their fire. Ah, um, yeah. Although I do expect Keenan Allen to have a huge game this week. Yes, I think I think Melvin Gordon will as well. I think that's going to be high scoring. Uh, yeah, for sure. We got the Bears at the Cardinals. I mean, if Chicago Bears. doesn't win that, yeah, yeah. If Chicago doesn't win that, I'll be surprised. Bears. Who do you got over there, Kyle? Oh, Bears. Yeah, yeah. And I, they look good. I, I got the Bears as well. And last but not least, we got the Cowboys at the Seahawks. God, that is just an ugly game. I think I'm going to go with the Cowboys, even though I really don't want to. I think Seattle's going to be 0-2 here. Uh, They need to win. I'm going to take Seattle. Uh, And, you know, I'm actually going to also go Seattle. Simply put, because they're playing in Seattle, and that place is tough to play. Yeah. Uh, I I, got to go with Seattle. Yeah, they got to have it. So that is going to do it for us here at Ride the Pine for week number three, episode 10. It's our milestone episode. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Um, please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Ride the Pine, and also on Instagram as well. Um, if you ever want to reach out to us follow with any us. questions or concerns or anything about the show, please reach out to us. Leave us a review on iTunes, and let us know what you think of the if show. You need to know who to start or who to sit. Ask us. Yeah. Email us at ride the pine pod at gmail yeah, or just hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter. Ask us whatever questions you guys want. We're here to help you guys win your matchups during the week, and we're here to give you some great takes on sports. So, uh, as always, I'm Dan, joined always by Ron and Kyle. Thank you again so much for listening. Have a great night. Have a great week. And hope you guys enjoy the next slate of football for week number three in the NFL. Happy week three, y'all. Have a good one, guys.